Welcome to First Generation Burn, a podcast dedicated to immigrants and the creative community. My name is Rich Tu, and I'm your host. Today we have a wonderful, wonderful conversation with illustrator Lauren Tamaki. Um, for spoiler alert, we get into some really deep stuff today. You know, it was actually one of the most, like, I think therapeutic conversations maybe for both of us. I know it's one that I have had in a while. She has a brand new book called Seen and Unseen, uh, which is an, an illustrated book and it looks beautiful. I'm actually literally holding it in my hand right now. Uh, that is about the Japanese incarceration during World War II, and it is absolutely gorgeous. We talk about that, we talk about her journey there. We also talk a lot about pop culture. We talk about Star Trek, we talk about her love of drag, uh, and also a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful incident that I've had with Billy Porter, my experience with Billy Porter. And uh, and then we talk about some really personal stuff at the end, and also like how, how important it is to work through trauma in order to grow. Uh, We cover a lot of it today. So I'm gonna stop talking and I'm just gonna cut to the past version of myself talking to Lauren Tamaki. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Welcome to First Generation Burden, recording here over at Canal Street Market and Canal Street Radio. And you brought your brand new book, Seen and Unseen, yes. uh, which is um, an illustrative memoir. Is that, or is it like a essentially like a, what? Tell us about. It. I'll what break is it, it down. Um, so it's Seen and Unseen: What Dorothea Lang, Toyo Miyataki, and Ansel Adams photographs reveal about the Japanese American incarceration. Yes. Long title, but nonfiction. Usually, these long titles that are descriptive are really helpful for people just to dive into exactly what it's about. Yeah, and also good for SEO purposes as oh. well for the search. Ugh, marketing, <laughs> all of that. Right? It, it kind of is, to be real. Yeah. Well, I learned a lot about I learned so much on this book. So just, um, I'm so bad at the elevator pitches, but here I go. So this is a book about how the way we document events affects how we... Uh, view it in the future. So these three photographers who are all from different walks of life, um, Dorothea Lang, a white woman who, you know. Oh, feel free to just bring it like a white. Yeah, (laughs) feel free to get in your comfortable position and then bring it to you. Okay, maybe I'll just, yeah. Yeah, 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 there you go, there you go. You don't don't have to come to the microphone. It's like being edited, right? Yeah, okay. (laughs) All this stuff actually is nice textual conversation. Okay. This um, is a long form, okay. um, Joe Rogan esque format. Oh, is that is that the <laughs> B- minus the, the content? Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah, Dorothy Lang, very huge figure in uh, documentary photography. She did Migrant Mother, covered uh, the depression for the um, the government, and so they hired her again to document how the incarceration was fair and democratic and nothing it was all above board and and so she was hired by the government toyo miyataki a japanese man who was incarcerated with his family smuggled the lens into his uh his camp which was manzanar and took photographs so people uh you know we we talk about it in the book and maybe i'll just flip to that page because yeah. Um, he this is a podcast, by the way. <laughs> well, you know, this I just is an audio show, format. I want to, you know, podcast is a visual medium, as we know. Um, so he said to his his son, you know, we have to record everything. He said to Archie, this kind of thing should never happen again. So his motivations were mm. to 
show it how it was. And yeah. Ansel Adams came in kind of at the tail end of everything to document uh, the incarcerees as being friendly and well-mannered and ready to be integrated back into American society. So that was his motivation. So these different photographers with these different motivations, that's how, you know, that's what we explore in this book. Um, Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's I not an elevator pitch, by the way. That was it. No. <laughs> like a 15 floor. <laughs> that was, I mean, that was a, it was a long elevator, but, uh, but I enjoyed the elevator. And also, thank you so much for the book. I can't wait to to flip through it and read it and enjoy it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and But let's start from the beginning. Okay. back. Yeah. Tell yep. us a little bit about who you are and where you're from. I'll have to take it all the way back and come up all to today. Ooh. Take it back. Okay. So... You have a great radio voice, by the way. Uh, is it but buttery? Is it is it caramely? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about uh, that. There's a there's a solid like positive ASMR experience oh. happening in association with your voice. Okay, okay, I, yeah. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. Um, so me, Calgary, Alberta. Picture it, Calgary, Alberta, 1983. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Golden Girls lately. Um, so that's when I was born. That's where I was born. And uh, I'm a Japanese, uh, so I'm fourth generation uh, Japanese, so Yonsei. And uh, so Japanese father, um, half Egyptian, half Ukrainian uh, mother. And uh, so that's like, a, like that Canadian mix, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's that real, real dense mix of all these different things. And, you know, grew up, have one sister who's an, an illustrator as well, Jillian. And uh, so that's where we were. Yeah. And uh, can, I, can we stop there for a second? Because uh-huh. your family is insanely talented. <laughs> well, you, of course, Thanks. insanely talented. Your sister, Jillian, insanely talented. Thank your you. cousin, Mariko, Mariko, yeah. insanely talented. Thank you. But also all artists. Yeah. It's and also within um, within the similar format. It's it's kind of wild. Like what what is it about the, the water up there or something in the <laughs> genetics? What, what's going on? I, you know, it, it is wild because we came from a family of accountants, lawyers. Um, my mom was an extremely good saleswoman. That's that was her gig. Uh, it, but all of them were creative. Yeah. And, and my grandmother, you know, she died before I was born. Actually, I have a photo of her in this book at the end uh, in my acknowledgments. And she, you know, was a creative person. Um, embroidered things, uh, made clothes. And so I see that all throughout my family, but nobody pursued, you know, completely creative careers. Like my, and my mom would do stained glass and my dad played guitar. And, and I think, you know, and they didn't give us a hard time. At least they didn't give me a hard time. Jillian is three years older than me. So she did her thing (laughs) and, and kind of paved the way for me to be like, well, I'm going to be a, a creative. I'm going to go to fashion design school i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and they're like okay just don't ask us for money later that's 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 all fine but we're not going to pay your rent later exactly and they didn't have to and they've never had to so (laughs) here we are we're good uh yeah so um taking it back yeah so like so you're an illustrator yes and also the last time i saw you irl we um I was on the jury at the um, Society of Illustrators That's with right. you, and also who was there? Um, Yugo, Yugo Shimizu was there, um, and uh, oh, Yumiel uh, or Eugenia, 
Eugenia Yumiel, she yeah. was there. Love Eugenia. Also, she did the. Oh, I, yes. Yeah, she did the one for one. She She's did the, the cover art of the podcast, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, shout out to her. Um, and yeah, like it, that was an amazing room and amazing entry. I thought you held that room really well and also helped set up with clarity the some of the criteria with which to judge. Oh, John Bergerman, also your. Was I the co chair that year? I think you were the co chair yeah, that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's. So the illustration thing happened after I was a graphic designer for a while mm -hmm. because uh, after fashion design school I went back to visual communications mm -hmm. at uh, Alberta College of Art and Design and uh, you know I was like okay I guess I'll do this the graphic design gig and 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 I every opportunity I've had it's been like because somebody recommended me because it, it, it was like a word-of-mouth thing and so I, I never all the jobs I had I didn't plan on having yeah I didn't pursue very you know doggedly i mean it makes me sound like a total asshole but like it was it was i, I was really open to everything i guess what is what i'm saying it's like it, it, it was um, my first job out of school out of graphic design school is at bumble and bumble in the art department and it was such a beautiful little crystalline <laughs> art department because it was so protected and it was so respected yeah because uh their visual identity at the time was just all about hand-done work. We would scan things in. We'd rip things up. I put powder on the on the scanner. You know, right. it, it was all about this tactile feeling, which I was very suited for. They they hired me basically off my illustration and not my graphic design skills. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but there but there's a, a really good um, marriage of those sensibilities there in Bubble and Bubble. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, since then the creative directors left, and a lot of the people I know have have left there. So maybe it's not the same let's say same vibes that are coming out of there sure. but but it really it was the perfect first job because not only of the actual stuff i was doing which also included uh art direction you know casting models hiring models casting photographers or no that's not the right word hiring photographers um so i got this range of experiences there yeah it was just it was wild and uh and also the people i met there knowing what a production designer does she'd come in and she'd be like listen these files are not it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and these like, are completely wrong. Uh, yeah, it's wrong and it won't print well. And and like those people are just this, to this, this is day. an opaque PNG with the with the grid in it. It's 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 all wrong and <laughs> you're making my job harder. And so and so just knowing that it, it, and I bring that experience, which was uh, ten years ago, because I moved to New York 2011. Okay, right, and more than ten years ago. Oh my god. And uh, with the goal of what? Well, I got I, I applied to a bunch of jobs, okay. and that's where I got hired was a Bumble and Bumble, and, oh, okay. and they did my H one B visa, um, and and that that's how I say it because it I I applied for a place in Toronto, I applied for at a place in Calgary, applied at a place in New York, and that's where I got the job. Hmm. So it, it's just one of those things. So when did you start to emerge as an illustrator? And we're I know we're jumping like right ahead but when, when was that like oh no this is it because I, I look at your body of work and yeah, I, the fashion inspiration comes through like so so crystalline mm. you know which I also love and like you know with my experience and like my my heritage um, and come up as an illustrator I was really learning from individuals like John Ruggieri over at SVA do you know oh, John no he was um he 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 is one of the Oh, how to describe John? He's his aesthetic is very much a, a continuous line drawing aesthetic, mm, okay. and um, he kind of holds that level of tradition there, which now Carol Fabricatori also holds mm, there at, yes. at SVA within the master's program. Oh, 
Yeah, so he, and John was one of the original graduates of Marshall's master's program over at SVA. So he kind of continued that. I'm forgetting the name, which every I'm sure someone at the Society of Illustrators is going to like is screaming into <laughs> like their their AirPods right now. Um, um, John holds the tradition from the uh, or um, kind of the originator of the of the illustrator who did in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Milton uh, Glaser? No, not saying? Glaser. No, it's not Glaser. It's like very much like a continuous line drawing aesthetic that feels almost architectural, but it's um, observational of environment. Yeah, so it's like I a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so it's a lot of human form, environmental form, uh, but very, but also very much of like a visual graphic aesthetic associated with it. Oh, so that was fabulous. kind of like what I came up in. And then I, when I look at your work, I was like, oh yeah, it feels like, oh, if I, like if, if only I just took it to the next level. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I feel like my stuff, and including the book, it, it feels old because I, I use. Uh, you know, analog techniques. I use ink. Uh-huh. I use acrylic ink. I use wash. I use pencil. I use pencil crayon, and I scan it in. And and so it is so much labor. And so in order to, I don't. I don't know. And I don't know why I kept on that course. I it, partly because of stubbornness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> partly because stubbornness is cool. Yeah, and and partly because I find so much pleasure in just literally like like taking ink, getting messy and, and fucking up over and over again, which is what happens when you draw with ink. You just have to draw it over and over and over again. And then maybe one of those will be good. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, and so I appreciate these, these old school people you're talking about, or the people who are carrying through that old school tradition. And a lot of the people I am influenced by, like Glacier, like, um, Saul Steinberg, uh, oh, I love Quentin Saul Blake. Steinberg. Ugh, yeah, it's, Oh, Not man. only is the technique there, but it's it's the wit, it's the yeah. the point of view. You ever go to the Freehand? No. Or or the Freehold Hotel? No. Yeah, like it used to be one of the dorms at SVA. Uh, it's by right by Twenty um, Third and Lexington, mm. um, right across what used to be like the Sea World's Sea, like you know, like like uh, fish tank store. <laughs> um, I called they used to call it the Washington Dorms. Oh. And then um, the second floor, they have a lot of like Saul Steinberg, like New Yorker drawings, like all around the bar, which are, I think, a holdover from when it used to be SVA dorms, because that floor used to be like an administrative floor. You think I could just walk? Can I walk in? Oh, it's casual. Okay. It's super casual. Okay. Because I I will just hunt that stuff down. I remember being like going to this museum in D.C. just to go to this one area that held these Saul Saul Steinberg drawings and being the only person in there. Were you an uh, R.O. Blackman fan, too? Uh, yeah, I mean, just yeah, that that um, it's kind of like wit, like yeah. sing, like single, like minimalistic line drawn wit. Yeah, just it just you know, sem- sempre. Um, oh yeah, you know, uh, even like a Roz Chast. I was a uh, fan of Roz Chast. It, it's just Ben it, Catcher. It's it's all, and it's funny because all these people we're talking about were also you know cartoonists who who really yes. recorded their point of view, which I am starting to do very slowly. Mm-hmm. I. I after so I wrote for this book. Uh, I wrote an essay in the back about the model minority myth, yes. and then I wrote an essay about my you know the il- illustrator's note, and then I've been hired more and more to do my own point of view, um, uh, kind of like visual essays. I won't call them graphic novels or cartoons or anything because that's my sister's thing. Uh, but <laughs> I will say mine. Do you all really have to put yourself essay. in lanes like that? No, that's the thing. I, I and you that's know, w- that's funny. I mean, it's it's she she is that. The, 
that's her domain and my domain I have to find something else right I, I mean it's the reason I went to fashion design school first of all was I was like I can't become an illustrator that's what Jillian does that's hilarious <laughs> and, and it wasn't it, and in and it was completely, I was cognizant of that decision. I'm like, no, no, I have to carve out my own thing. I have to do. So I did four years. I did the whole degree yeah. of fashion design. Do y'all talk about this, by the way? Yeah. Well, I mean, now we do. Now now we have like this, you know, like. Like uh, what, what's our sister Venn diagram? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's. But it's so it's so interesting because, yeah, of course you have because I'm three years younger. I have that younger sister thing. I have. Yeah. the Oh, well, she's she's famous. She's amazing. And she is all these things. But she's you know, she's still a sister. She's still a person I, I I'll send things to or You know, she looked at this book when it was in the proof stage and she's like, yeah, nice drawings. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. I was so happy, you know, just and but but That's I, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> How, how competitive do you get do you to get I mean there's really and I'm not putting myself down by saying this there's no competition That's you good. know what I mean because yeah. she is she does what she does and I do what I do and it 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 can't be I just think it, it wouldn't work yeah I, I, like 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 the relationship wouldn't work and, and I value our relationship more than than you know no totally it, it's funny because um, my, my family, well, we have some talented people in our family. Like my brother-in-law, his name is Jason Atienza, mm. and um, he won like Young Guns Five. He's mm. um, really amazing um, illustrator, advertising creative, um, and he's brilliant. He does he does stuff all the time. Where I'm like, oh wow, like you're you're you did a pair of sneakers for Tiger Woods. That's cool. That's yep. cool, dude. Yep, yep. Let's like, chill, let's chill. Let's, I'm, that's I'm cool. Totally it's cool. Like no big deal. That. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Like oh you just did a oh you just did that um that Nick's NFT collaboration cool 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 great yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um and then my other brother-in-law Ron Oliver he's um he's a film director he's married to my my brother Eric and he has the number one film on Netflix Falling for Christmas the new Lindsay Lohan film he just Ooh, wrote that oh snaps I'm waiting for that yeah I, I'm wait, I'm I'm saving that one for a special oh really? a special moment like you know perhaps with some. And some edibles, you know. <laughs> oh, what I it's mean? definitely one of those. Oh, cannot wait. Yeah. So, but I mean, but we're obviously not blood related, so we didn't mm -hmm. grow up together, and we don't ever see each other in the same room ever at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it just becomes more of a conversation of like, oh, you're up to this, you're up to this. That's cool. Let's catch up, and it's not. You don't feel familial competition <laughs> because maybe you grew up with them with your room was right next to theirs well i mean it could be competition with anybody you could say yeah. oh my graduating class or oh, what's he doing what's she doing oh what did yeah they do? you know? uh, so if you that's do a that, different level of like sickness too uh, if you if you let that uh -uh, uh -uh. yeah if you let that eat you up like you won't get anything <laughs> done you'll get shit done and i got shit done for so long because i was so scared to do what i wanted to do because i was so like scared of jillian's shadow and like so it was. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even feel any of that. I mean, because I'm 39 now. I'm like, oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm middle aged. I'm middle aged. You, we're middle aged. You know we that. We are. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm 41 now. Yeah. But I mean, it's. You're 39? Yeah. Come, You're 39. Come, come through. I mean, come through skin, too. You look at, look at you. <laughs> I mean. What's your exfoliation looking like? Mm, uh, What's I've, your skincare regime? You know, it's it's switching up. You know, uh, the tides of, are changing in, yeah. our, in our lives, <laughs> the ebb and flow of hormones and whatnot. Um, but right now, I am using. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget. What's the really Augustus B Bandy? I can't I can't oh, remember no the name. Idea. It is like, it is it's some wild hundred dollar exfoliator from Sephora. Really? <laughs> and it's like a toner exfoliator thing. So that's my like big thing now. And then Tatcha 
the water uh, gel moisturizer. Interesting. I, I, I mean, I spend. Do you SPF? Oh, baby, come on. Really? Okay. You, you got to do the SPF. I mean, I pe- people say, whoa, oh, what's the skin? You put the SPF on today? <laughs> That's what it's about is the SPF. <laughs> I'm actually considering. Oh, well, we're really going down the lane right now, but Please. I'm into it. Um, I'm really considering like microdermabrasion. <gasps> yeah. No, you, you, your skin is perfect. I, I don't. I don't know. Listeners, I, I know you can't hear. I, you can't <laughs> see, but. But, but I, please, I'm I'm thinking about it as a preventative thing is mm. where I'm at. You know, just kind of like tighten up, just like a, a little bit of a refresh. Let me get the new skin cells, I and mean, then see if these see what these baby cells can do. I think it's pretty minimally invasive, especially if you have like the right person to do it. So like, yeah. if, if it if that's your fantasy, like go for it because like it it <laughs> that's my fantasy. Well, I mean, it, it's, that stuff just makes you feel nice too. Like yeah, that's true. Yeah, and just that's doing true. these special things. My kink is microdermabrasion. Oof. I mean, <laughs> you gotta you gotta put that on your on your profile. You gotta put yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, so so yeah. Wh- whatever makes you have those, um, like, ugh, I'm self care. Is there a better term than self care? Can or do we have a better term for that now? I don't think or, we do. Okay, well, yeah. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Feels good. That's you know? true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should call it feels good. Ooh. We're like we. I just need a feels good. It's not even self care. I just need a feels good. I mean, that sounds a little. That sounds a little dirty. But feels it could good. Be, could be dirty. That could be. That could be okay too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's all part of it. Damn. Yeah. Like, and also, I think self care and kink like are now. There's like a strong Venn diagram there mm, as well. Totally. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, because that's like, like um oh uh, the 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 episode with um. That awesome food and Kim, Kim Fam, Kim Fam, yeah, uh, and and oh yeah, she on her, her TikTok, um, Kim of the Internet. Check out Kim. Yeah, she t- talks a lot about like aftercare as well, like after like a BDSM experience oh, or something. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. She, she's very much an influencer and educator in that space. I don't have the TikTok, um, I'm so more, I'm more of an observer of TikTok. It's mm. I feel like it's another job. It is. It's a, it's completely. I mean, I don't have Twitter. I don't have anything except for yeah. Instagram. Well, we're all leaving Twitter though. Oh, I mean. It is interesting to watch, but then you know, and then you're like, yeah, screw Elon, da da da. But he's gonna be fine, and all everybody's out of a job now. So he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine, no matter what he does, because he's, I don't know, made some deal with the devil or something, yeah. you know. But isn't it shocking though to see like how an organization like that, which held which held so strong, mm. which you thought was like rock mm. solid, mm. just completely disintegrate? Two in, weeks. In, in two weeks. <laughs> like or, weeks, or just somehow it just gets absorbed in such a public way yeah. where they are where they are the platform they are they facilitate the voice mm-hmm. and then as you know their people leave the voice is just completely amplified yeah it's 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 a pretty good illustration of just where we're at right? it is <laughs> like, it really is and and I, I so I yeah didn't participate in that by I'm watching from a distance mm-hmm. and then just being like damn damn <laughs> So just jumping back into like kind of the the trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you leave Bumble and Bumble, yeah. And then does it to pursue uh, to pursue your personal journey? Where are you at? Well, it that's the whole thing, and I think so many people, especially um, people from out of the country, students who come in, I'm, I'm under visa restrictions. I'm under oh, work visa, really? yeah, because because I'm a Canadian. So yeah. So the H1B was tied to that specific company I worked for. How often do you have to reapply? Um, the H-1B, I believe, is every three years, and it's the company that takes care of that for you. And then, um, so leaving a job is actually quite a big deal. And mm-hmm. so that, for me, it's because my my uh, creative director had left. A lot of people I had admired had left. So I was like, I got to get out of here, but I got to have something really solid right away. So it, it couldn't have been that illustration journey yet. 
Um, so I went to this little design studio. So I went from corporate to tiny, six people, um, Arch and Loop, which is not around anymore. Uh, and she, they're like, well, we do mostly web design. And I'm like, well, I don't do that, but here's what I do. And she's like, great. <laughs> <laughs> and and it and it and it goes to show. And sometimes I talk to students. I'm like, don't. Can you click this mouse? Well, she's just like, well, I like the way you put things together. I like your yeah, aesthetic, the I, methodology. I like, yeah, exactly, and the way you think. And and so yeah, I tell students sometimes it's it's not. Don't be paralyzed to think oh, I'm not good enough for this. I don't have enough experience in this because yeah. people can see that in you if if they if your vision aligns with them. And and my creative director Lydia Turner at Arts and Loop is one of these people I find just so right. Um, uh, influential on me. Right. And yeah. you were Kate Spade too for a hot second. Yeah. Hot second is right. So uh, Arch and Loop shut down. Um, and so again, my visa was tied to them. So I'm like, need to find a job. Because a fun fact about losing your work visa is that you have 10 days to leave. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. And uh, no time. Yeah. No time. I mean, sometimes you, if you have a really clever immigration lawyer, they can be like, she's looking for another job. She's doing this, da da da. Right. But um, so I right away, and it, again, through word of mouth, through saying who needs what, who needs what, kind of putting, you know, again, the feelers out there. I wish there was a better word for that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And, and so just feeling. I uh, iron pokers and fires what you, you know stuff like that so, yeah exactly <laughs> um, uh, I found you start swinging a dead cat yeah <laughs> yeah let's just throw the worst imagery no, out there throw enough against the wall something will stick you know yeah so so also pardon listener I think someone's uh there's a power drill outside of our oof, studio right now they're busy out there they are busy out there I mean um yeah so I found out that Kate Spade Saturday was looking for uh uh, photography art director okay. and and they're like well have you done any photography art direction I'm like once and they're like great you're in <laughs> and again it was um, August Hefner who uh, again one of these people who I feel so influential for me even though I only worked at Kate Spade Saturday for I believe four months before they shut the fuck down as well so oh, really? I, I worked for two jobs in a row I, I felt like a bad luck charm I felt like <laughs> what's wrong with me you know Oh, wow. Okay. And so that was... I didn't even really think about that. Yeah. 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 And and so, again, it's this H-1B. And I'm like, well, you know what? Security is nothing. Security is an illusion. And I just have to do my freelance illustration thing, which is what I've been wanting to do. Yeah. So at this point, I think... So I've been doing it for seven years. So I did the, the kind of job thing for like four years. How long have I been here? Yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah. okay, so on your, your a lot of your Instagram content, you're so um, you have such an amazing eye, uh -huh, and thanks. also like I love like how you curate your content. I don't even know if you think about it this way, but like you just put a lot of fashion related um, energy into the world, fashion related content to the world through your channels. Like, what what really perks your eye? Like, what are you looking at constantly that to, that you're drawing inspiration from? That was very classical sensibility. Oh well, I mean. I mean, the reason I went into fashion design school is I saw an Alexander McQueen show and I was like, that, <laughs> that, whatever that is, I want right. it. It's, it, it's not just the clothing, which is beautiful, right. but, it, but, but it's emotions. Yeah, juxtapositions, ugly, um, drama, history, history, context. Like, so it, that's the kind of stuff that really, um, <laughs> I was going to say 
bibs my bibby. No, 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 that's not a saying. Not anything anyone's ever said, I don't think. Bibs my bibby. <laughs> What if the uh, what if the title episode episode no, the title was Bips no, My Baby? No, you can't. You can't do that. Can't. Everyone gets all these like austere titles like this one's Bips My Baby. I mean, you know what? You're the boss. You can do what you want. No. You can do what you want. There's I mean, no bosses here. I mean, I mean, it's so yeah, so the fashion thing, it's always been and glamour has always been a thing like even from very young like I saw Cleopatra the Elizabeth Taylor movie mm. um, and I was like that again it's a, it's ne- never something tangible it's right. I just want it I want whatever that is yeah. I want her confidence I want her you know coming into Alexandra like and I, I feel like I've talked about this before but just like these moments of of you know Auntie Mame have you ever seen that movie coming down the stairs and she's like Darlings, darlings, just this this energy of of putting beauty and glamour into the world. Um, so, so that's something in terms of movies, fashion, everything. It's it's yeah. There's underlying glamour is something I'm very yeah. attracted to. Do you think glamour of a certain? Are you drawn to glamour of a certain time period? Like, I, what's your interpretation of glamour? It, it it well, it changes because it it doesn't have to be a fancy white lady in furs. It doesn't have to be sequins like uh, like um. Well, the, the the little story that I just put together at one o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep last night was, I was like, um, uh, well, how did I start it? I was like, I wonder if anybody's ever done a a, a crab, uh, like uh, like a crab look on the runway, like a lobster look on the runway. I was like, oh, uh, Galliano did that for Dior in two thousand and six. Oh yeah. And so I was I like, see that being a Galliano thing. Totally with the armor, and it was like, so it's a crab look with crab legs. Oh, so like an exoskeleton yeah, situation. Yeah, and but just every single p- part articulated. So uh, I think Jessica Stam is wearing that, and so I found that image, and I was like, yes. And then I was like, I wonder what other crab clam are there clam runways? <laughs> and then so I'll just my if you look at my Google search, you'd be like, haul this chick away, <laughs> put her <laughs> behind bars. No, no, not because it's bad, but because it's weird. Yeah. Not, not because <laughs> not because what I'm doing is legal, but I'm just like I'm like. Uh, uh, glamorous lobster uh, oyster crab one too many crab runway. searches <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and so that just leads me down a path of like it's 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 almost problematic yeah. problematic crab searches no seriously <laughs> well that's no that's the title, <laughs> that's the title. <laughs> problematic crab searches yeah. i'm actually going to write that down just let's work we're workshopping it we'll yes. work we might find the title by we're the gonna, end of it we're <laughs> so so like glamour i just want to like answer this glamour question because i i love it um so I was like, well, what else is there in this realm of like, okay, Bjork is sometimes wants to be like this mollusk and this like mm. this strange creature of the sea. And so I was looking oh, at that. That's interesting. So that's glamour. To me, Bjork is glamour because yeah. it's, it, I guess. It's like I, a convergence of context. Yes. It, and, and it's also, you know, the point of view, having a very like, like specific point of view when you're presenting it is something because anybody can toss on expensive stuff and that's not glamorous right. i don't think um like christopher john that's rogers cosplay. yeah that's cosplay which is cool uh, too which is also cool i mean i love and also it's at anime con this weekend by the way <gasps> new york we're missing anime con over at jacob javits Oof. i i need to go i i'm very much well first of all i need to go to a star trek con ah. um i've never been and i'm a huge trekkie and then second Are you really oh wow oh, yeah. do, you have, do you subscribe to paramount plus i, I do <laughs> you even watch Lower Decks? I yo, it's a good show. I just watched it's four like episodes. I I catched I catched up. Nope, Co- I, yeah, I caught, caught up. up. <laughs> I caught up on 
on Lower Decks last night. I watched four oh. episodes in a row because my, my husband wasn't home and I was like, this is our time, guys. <laughs> We're, it's our time to shine. And so we, we, me and these cartoon Me characters, and my friends at Lower Decks. I, I, I actually think it's the best iteration. And I used to, I used to think Discovery was, but Lower Decks hits every single nostalgia point. Oh, interesting. It, it, it is, do you, you watch it? or you I've like, seen episodes of it. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a Trekkie, uh-huh. but within my time at, Paramount, I had to learn so much about about it, and also I have friends that are, and also I've, I've of course been a, a fan from the side for for many many fan years. From the side, that almost sounds um, like well, because um, I I what I love, I love pop culture, mm, so I love pop okay, culture, and okay. I'm really immersed in comic book culture, specifically mm. like the MCU, but mm. also coming from a comic book fan, where I would read monthly. It's also for like DC comics i feel like uh, very much like a cultural obligation to watch comic book movies sure um that are rooted in that and i also feel a bit of a cultural obligation to know about science fiction and um inclusive of star wars for the most part but also star trek by virtue of the um the prominence in pop culture of course so yeah. i have to know yeah um so you know i have to wa- i have to know strange new worlds i have to know discovery i have to know picard i have to know current iterations and I have to have an understanding of like mm. the LG series, the cartoon series, uh, next generation, um, up to yeah, like well, well, I mean, like every other iteration, like all, all that stuff. I have to know all of it. Have you ever settled into a series like a warm bath? Oh, really settled in? <laughs> yeah. Like like can I can I yeah. Voyager? I just want you oh, to oh. leave this pot this room right now. Should I be friends with Kate Mulgrew? Is that what I gotta do? Yes, because it is Okay, because people who go to Next Generation first and they watch the first season of Next Generation, yeah, they're like, it's finding what? itself like it's just. It's nineteen eighty eight. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing, and yeah. it's all. I mean, it's all pretty dumb. I mean, right. You know, and it's. I mean, One of the main characters dies in like a tar pit. I'm like, well, how did that happen? Why? Uh, Tashi Yar. Yeah. Bless. I but mean, isn't she coming back for Picard season three though? Supposedly. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. She she's been hanging around, but but I mean, also very much hair inspiration. Like I I, <laughs> I mean, I had short hair my whole adult life oh, yeah. and then during the um she pandemic she, it grew out oh really she was like to me like a uh, uh, her hair was like a white tony braxton sure which is hot that's hot yeah it was like she was like uh like hot bob cut yes i yeah. I, I mean i am toying with an idea of of a dramatic cut recently it's like down to it's up right now but it's down to the middle of my back and i'm like we got we gotta go we gotta go like i've had every haircut under the sun i've had like like I've shaved it. Oh. It was. It felt so good. I felt really hot with a shaved head for sure. Um, wait, now we're getting off. Are we getting? Nope, nope. This uh, is just the way it goes. Yeah, we're just mo- yeah. No, stuff. no. This is just talking. <laughs> oh, is this talking? This is talking. Is this just is this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the Is this conversation? Is, is this? Co- <laughs> No, I mean, oh, I, yeah. So, so yeah. I was wondering if we would talk about Star Trek because I do kind of weave it into conversations every now. I think, and well, I think Star Trek is actually, um, well, this is what I love about Star Trek. I mm. think Gene Roddenberry's vision mm. of what um, an inclusive future looked like yeah. that was also free of constraints of um, free of resourcing based constraints. Yes, which is what Ex- what war, which causes war. Like, I don't know. The, those warp drives gotta gotta uh, they yeah. gotta use something. Dilithium. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yo, what what is this turning yeah, into? We're, we're, yeah, where are they getting the dilithium from, well, though? That's what uh, Discovery is about. 
uh, not about, but there's there's one aspect of it where they're like, oh, the big burn happens, and, oh. and no, none of the warp drives work anymore. And oh, so what is what is the resource based conflict in Star Trek? Because it's not because that that to me is what drives a prime driver in some of the dramas that I like. Mm. But that's not you know it's um, it's Star Trek has always looked me like a optimistic vision of the future which i also enjoy it does well i mean i love you know if we're just looking at earth on its own so no money anymore yeah um no no war no anything but, but of course you know we couldn't just stay on our perfect little planet we got to go out uh, right. new world scarcity new isn't really a thing it but 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 it, Not still within the federation colonies the, the federations are well they're colonizers this is they, the they are col- yeah they're, they're colonizers. colonizers and i've just come yeah, to ooh. grips with, i yeah. know right yeah it's a tough one but a smiley face colonizer yes and you know checking in or how we do checking and, yeah yeah and and right, right. but they have the you know the prime directive uh which is we they're can't, like nice bosses yeah no the overlords you overlords, know yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah. i mean and and i say this as a person who loves star trek it is it you know a problematic fave, as they say. Do they say that anymore? I don't think they do. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, well, I don't. I've never heard it. I've wh- never heard problematic fave. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, you heard it here first, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, Star Trek is glamour, too. Can yeah, I just that's and true. especially <laughs> in the '90s when they were like with the one pieces. Oh, the one pieces, and and um. Like, how do you go to the bathroom in that thing? Oh, they're actually they moved from the one piece jumpsuit to a two piece. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two right. piece of biscuit. It, it, yeah. Right. <laughs> and a bit more of like a V taper. Sure. Yeah. 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 No. So because uh, they the the first uh, season ones rode up in the crotch too much, everybody complained. So oh, they, they moved it to a two a two piece. But I can see that. Yeah. Do you, do you um do you know that one episode in Next Generation? Well, for a fan like I'm actually pulling out a lot of knowledge right now. Yeah. Do you know that one episode in Next Generation? Where uh, there is a, a man wearing a skirt. Do you know that one? Yeah, what's well, it's the first. I think one of the first episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. well, yeah. Like the idea that actually um, gender in apparel also wasn't a thing in the future. I was like, that was such a fascinating idea. I wish they would have brought it through. Yeah. I wish they, but but I think somebody saw that little teeny wee skirt and was like, you got it. That can't happen anymore. I'm that sure can't happen on syndicated television. <laughs> exactly. On my uh, channel 11 WPIX in New York. Exactly. So so yeah, I loved. I I definitely have a screen cap of that somewhere in yeah. the, in the files of just like because you. Just in the background, like wearing a skirt. Yeah. Um, but wait. So, what do you think about Q, um, an immortal being, um, uh, aging, <laughs> showing age in Picard? Don't you think that's weird? He adjusts his age. Yeah. Right. To he looks at Picard. It, yeah, and he's he, mirroring Picard. He mirrors Picard. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's so obviously just a production fix. Well, no, because they can't de-age this guy. Can, can I uh, spoiler alert? Yes. Um, for I, I hope we haven't lost. Listeners through through this through this Star Trek. I, I think if you're narrative. this deep in, you're just in. Okay, because okay, spoiler for Picard, Q is is dying. Mm. So he so I so I, he actually is aging. I will buy this aging thing like production okay. thing. Um, I mean they had they did with Data too. Data's like I want to look like my friends, so I'm gonna age myself. It happens <laughs> in the movies too. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean I could talk about Trek. I'm gonna stop ca- taking care of myself. <laughs> I'm gonna look like my friends. Exactly. <laughs> I'll stop taking care of myself. Well, stark, stark. Yeah, shit. I know that's dark. Yeah. I know. I. I mean, yeah. So in terms of glamour. <laughs> yeah. So glamour. I mean, it's, it's um, it's everywhere. I mean, that that's the thing. It's, and and it is. I mean, I think glamour and camp are so close too, and and so when yeah. I see things like like Cleopatra and and Star Trek, right? It's 
it's just this over the top, like delicious right. expression. And you like drag too, right? I do. I, yeah. I do it every now and then. Um, with the boys up in Toronto. Oh, word. Shout out Mango, shout out uh, <laughs> Portia. <laughs> and you're watching um, all the drag races? Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, Watching All Stars? All Stars, All Winners was... <laughs> <laughs> it was just the perfect season of television because everybody's a pro. And a thing I don't love about reality television is fighting, <laughs> which is oh, I know that, counterintuitive. Wow, that's, that's very counterintuitive to what reality television is. I don't. Well, I don't watch any Housewives. I don't because okay. I. I love Housewives. Ah, uh, I mean respect though. And the and, challenge. Yeah, I, I respect the people who are like I just this is my outlet, whatever. But I yeah. get very uncomfortable when I see people fighting, and I think things could be resolved mm -hmm. easily if we just sat down and talked about it. And so, of I course, like, I like when they're fighting within the rules. Because there's, there's fighting within the what? Well, because I think um, like for Housewives, right? Uh -huh. And I'm a fan uh, for the listener. So I'm a fan of, and this is a pandemic thing for me. Okay. Um, New Jersey, okay. and also Beverly Hills. Uh -huh. So, but I think in New Jersey, there's a certain set of rules because I mean, they are focused around Teresa Judice and like her kind of fa familial circle. Okay. But there are there's a general rule and structure about like the way that they engage or like engage in tension. Um, there's certain things that are just completely off limits. So when you break those laws, those implied laws, where you essentially go, you bring something off camera onto camera, oh. it's just like, oh, that's just messy. Okay. But that's like a nuclear option. Which gets employed, I'm Wh sure. Yeah, which gets employed, like, yeah, with, you know, but but every time the 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 level of the nuclear option always goes past the point. Well, you have to push the bar. You have right? to escalate you have to, all yes. the time. <laughs> you have to escalate all the time. So yeah. I mean, it, it's it's. I guess it's like. Well, what do you, what do you get out of uh, besides just the just the the joy of watching people oh, right. just be messy? Like, do you, right, right. is it a release of like? Well, I don't have to. I I'm, I'm observing conflict. I don't have to have this kind of conflict in my life. Like, would you oh. go there with yourself? No, um, no, I actually don't go there. Uh, well, <laughs> I get the same joy that I get of watching like Ozark, or I, I don't or, watch that one. or I would get out of watching um, previously in a mm, different reality, mm. um, uh, like House of Cards, or some, or you know oh, what I mean, okay, or even okay. Succession. Okay. Like, like when I watch those, like very like um, premium like white script, people being messy, white people being messy, yep. premium scripted dramas, yep, yep. where I'm also seeing conflict come out in a very specific way that's unique to that narrative. I like seeing that because I also I like seeing someone get one over on a person. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Know, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then I think that reality TV, specifically like familial based reality dramas, um, not competition based reality shows like The Challenge mm -hmm. or like RuPaul's Drag Race, which is like another type of competition show. Uh, I, sp I spend a lot of time thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's your milieu. It's my milieu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. sorts of words. Yeah, it's my, definitely my million. That's how I describe it. Um, it's like the new sitcom, right? It's the new sitcom. Oh, so yeah, they yeah. they understand themselves to be characters in their own world. Gotcha. So they're not they they know that they're not real people. Kyle Richards from Beverly Hills knows that she's not like a real person. She's a real person, but she knows she's not. There's a character self, mm. and that there's like the internal self. You just allow for the cameras to come in, and then you put the character on. 
that's that's interesting. I mean, because you know what with I mean? drag, it's in, implied. This, I am a different character. Right? Yeah. But but then, oh, I think it's explicit. I don't think it is implied. Oh, so I mean, it's, it, yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But but then there is the. I don't know if this happens on the reality shows you watch, but it's like you're not being real. You're not being real enough. <laughs> and and so there's that conversation between these queens. But you're, what you're, does well, what so does real fake. mean in you're their so, terms? Exactly. It's like a coded term. It's a, a recoded term. Exactly. And the artifice is the name of the game. But then they want the the realness. I mean, real realness means just something different and drag yeah right, anyway, right. anyway yeah, but, exactly. but but they saran wrap realness oh, just <laughs> did you watch pose were you a pose fan i did watch pose yes i i i still have a few episodes in the last season to watch but it, it is it's a good one i i love i've been to one proper ball in my life oh and really? it was in new york and a oh, friend from montreal took me there because you can't go this they won't be like it's coming it's you have to be in the know you have to be in the community yes and so i was just like observing and i had never seen anything so beautiful in my entire yeah. life just people putting money effort time all these things into their looks and 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 it's like beautiful and it was i was one of the only like non-black people there and I was like obviously I'm just observing and I'm out I'm outside here and I'm like and so so I was just thankful yeah. that, that I could I could I could experience that That's dope. yeah I've gone to a, a couple of different ones like but at, at uh, Soho house where it was a bit more like here we're gonna uh, the, we're gonna welcome the community here sure. and yeah. it wasn't like a, a place where it was like always happening mm-hmm. but I hope uh, they got paid that's I all ho- I gotta say me I hope too. they got paid me too yeah. um, and I did a photo shoot with Billy Porter once <gasps> and uh, it was with Logo it was Logo mm. TV and uh, yeah it was when I was still at uh, Viacom CBS or Paramount now um, and then there was no photographer for um, when uh, when Billy Porter did the State of the Union, but for Logo, usually happens around like the actual State of the Union. But he's kind of he's like a very um, like a monologue, essentially State of the Union for the queer community, right? Oh wow! And then there was no photographer, so I was like, oh, I can shoot it. I can shoot unit, and I'm just like, I really just want to like feel Billy Porter's energy. Mm-hmm. And then I was photog- uh, sh- uh, shooting him f- um, um, in between takes, mm-hmm. but I was a little bit OD on it because like one, I'm not really like a unit photographer, I'm more just like, oh, I just, I'm just feeling energy. Sure, sure. So I just kept going in for like the same shots, but like kind of just like. Uh, in his vicinity too much and yeah. he was just like got really pissy with me oh. and he was just like I think you got it and I, wow that was a good Billy Porter yeah <laughs> but I was just like oh my god that made me feel so good because I just felt his energy yeah. at me yeah yeah you know I, I mean, felt the power I mean I was like I, I was like I felt the kinky boots like, yes he's all power I mean yeah. and, and I'm so happy he's getting his 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 day and in his time yeah. because he was such like he was a character actor for so long and 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 I mean it's just I mean, just with all of these like incredible queer black uh, performers, drag performers, you know, actors, it's 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 beautiful to see like it just exploding right now. Yeah. I mean, I, again, course. I hope everybody's getting paid. As all of that, you know? Me too. I there are so many platforms now, though, for that that have spaces for the content. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's a solve for everyone getting paid, but I'm just like there's more opportunity for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, you know, drag is. I mean, have you ever glued down your eyebrows? No. Okay, it's it's a thing. I think my fiance has. <laughs> oh, for for a look. Yeah. Uh, I it's it's um, a, a singular experience to sweat underneath glue, <laughs> like because the 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 drag makeup you like the proper drag makeup is literally a mask. So so you you could sweat you feel yourself sweating underneath it. Uh huh. Um, and then sweating underneath the glue on your eyebrows and. I just I'm counting the days until I can do drag again because I only do it in Toronto. Uh huh. And it's 
it's so fun and it's so, and it's such an opportunity for me to you know dip back into the the resources of oh you went to fashion school for four years so i can yeah. i can make this outfit i can make this headdress i can i can like express myself how, how big do you go when you do drag do you do is it like a walk incorporating like also some like dance to it or is it mostly just the walk and then some sort of like progressive reveal as you go down like what what's your whole thing um well it's the only times i've actually i don't think it was performing like they they did the structure at the last party coral queef was what it was called and it was all about okay. uh, oh, <laughs> ooh, that's a title <laughs> coral I mean, queef. I mean mango slash jason would be very happy about that yeah. if it was a title but um so mango puts on these these parties in um in Toronto and so she comes up with the, the theme and and so we just go along with it so this underwater theme and I knew I wanted to go all out and then so so there was a category it's like best in show and so I, I just walked I like handed somebody my purse and I just walked I just walked back and forth and that was the extent of my performance but <laughs> but I was feeling myself that yeah, night like I'm sure I um I think I posted something recently because uh Dragway's Philippines had a pearl challenge yeah no I saw you post that yeah and so I was like pearl challenge you want a pearl challenge you want to challenge this pearl and I <laughs> like because I had you know just listeners I had a, a a clamshell I had made myself with a pearl on it and um and it was like attached to my head just by like a headband that I had sewn onto this like cap and everything was sequined. Every single inch of me was sequined. And um, that's my joy, <laughs> honestly, doing that stuff. Wow. Yeah. We've gone so deep. I know. Wait, wait drawing, illustration, um, art. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, I think it all, it's all, it's it's all, all connected, connected. For sure. In terms of the, the reference points. And look, we, we know that you're dope. <laughs> We all we all know that your work is great. This is what the this is the tea that the listeners want. Okay, okay. They want to know this stuff. Oh, well, I I hope people are still interested. I mean, because I I've been doing such a the, the press for this book, right? And yeah. it's been very specific. And oh, let's talk about it. Like, what does the press look like? Well, actually, this is what I want to hear. Okay. Like, what's the the journey of an author, an author's journey? Because you've done so many book covers too. I've done yeah a bunch. You've done a bunch of book covers, so like you're just taking this deeper level in, of course, like where you're like. Uh, like a primary creator of the content within and now that you have to market it to you're part of the marketing campaign like what is that journey looking like for you and is it tiring are you exhausted oh, i'm just well generally i'm exhausted these days i mean this is a piece of that too yeah i mean it's well elizabeth partridge is the is the writer technically of this book and she's a nonfiction writer um writes for you know young adults and uh they came to me with this and they're like we want you to work on this book. Um, it's about the Japanese incarceration. And so it was one of those, another one of these like things that were just, it was yeah. brought to me and I was like, wow, what a gift. Yeah. And so. Is that a part of the education of the book changing, um, flipping from Japanese internment to incarceration and it, making yeah. sure that we use the word incarceration? Yeah, it it's a big part of this book because it's all about perception. It's all about um, um, how the government would, would, uh, uh, Propaganda is the right word. Yeah. So they're like, well, we're evacuating these Japanese Americans. No, there's no evacuation. You get evacuated from a flood, yeah. from an earthquake. These people were taken from their homes that were sold for, you know, nothing. And and so so there is a huge part of this 
not a huge part, a big part of this book about language, about the la- the words we use and, and why right. that is important. Recontextualizing and redefining. Yeah, totally. And and there's a pretty robust back matter uh, in this book, so it's it's good for uh, classrooms, teachers, libraries, and they, you know, she she writes about why words matter. I write about the model minority myth because she wanted me, Betsy, uh, Elizabeth, I call her Betsy. She's like, well, why don't you write this part of it? Because this is something that is personal to you. Yeah. And um, so, you know, me and her have been on this whirlwind, not whirlwind tour, especially because it's kind of still pandemic mm-hmm. out there. And uh, so, but we did go to the Alberta Library Association's big um, librarian conference. Do you know about this librarian no. conference? I didn't know. Yo, was it lit though? It was lit. <laughs> <laughs> it was lit as fuck. <laughs> Because librarians are like, if I ever have a gang, okay, so the world ends. Okay. Um, need to gather a gang. I'm getting librarians, and they're gonna have like bats with it, nails in the end of it. Like, like they're they will they do not mess around. And these are the people who are defending the right to have a book like this on a shelf right now. Maybe so, that's the title. If I'm gathering a gang, I'm getting librarians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. That I think is a perfect title <laughs> because it. I, I would see these women and they were mostly women that I was talking to um, and they're like yeah you know um, some weirdos will come in saying that they're uh, here for uh, uh, representing the government to see if we're doing anything uh, or handing out lewd books or we're handing out and and somebody told me um, my book will probably get banned in my state where my library is but um, I'm really but we always get the books in the hands of these children so they're bad wow bad doing the ladies. works yes um, so yeah, so that was part of the press tour, which was so yeah. eye-opening. It was quite an emotional experience for me, actually. I'm sure it is. Um, because to talk about this book, especially since oh, a book's, you know, you, you finish it, you hand in the files, a year goes by, and then it's finally published, or, or of course, eight right. months goes by. And so I was really disconnected from it, and then diving back into it, especially since I have been confronting my own identity with this book, because yeah. we didn't talk about the incarceration in Canada at all. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it happened <laughs> to my family, yeah, um, we and what and did that look like in Canada in comparison to the United States? Was it akin to it, or it, it was at the same time, and it was for the same reason. Um, there were a lot of Japanese Americans in along the the West Coast, like there were here, yeah, and so they were moved. They were, you know, uh, boats sold, houses sold, sold for nothing, and then yeah, moved to camps where they had to actually pay rent yeah <laughs> um and uh canadian atrocities people don't really talk about it a lot like no. the, like with the first nation oh oh i mean here's it's, the thing they it's don't only teach re- it. no they don't teach it yeah. it doesn't get taught and and so people of my age like elder millennials perhaps are, are coming to this realization of like oh i need to educate myself and that's what i started doing with this book this is what i'm starting to do yeah with the indigenous like just that whole history because we were taught one thing in school like oh the indigenous people used all parts of the buffalo that's the only thing i remember being taught in school about the indigenous peoples yeah in like Canada. okay cool yeah they were efficient but let's talk about yeah. everything else oh like like genocide and yeah and so and so this book like, like the recent mass graves over the past couple of years oh my god well we all knew what was happening yeah and that and and the government knew and and i mean and, and it's that sweeping under the rug, which mm. is what they wanted Japanese Americans to do. They wanted, they said, yeah. you, you know, prove your loyalty, prove that you're a productive, good, uh, you know, you're a good Asian, <laughs> good Asian. Yeah. We're um, both Asian. We can say it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's, it's, 
and then and then move on with your life and and that's what people did and so there was this whole assimilation piece mm-hmm. of you know that you know sometimes my family talks about it's like well we assimilated we assimilated and i always thought that was a positive thing and mm-hmm. now i ask my dad i'm like was it a positive thing yeah that, that we don't we don't have the language anymore don't i mean i'm i'm japanese i'm egyptian and i'm ukrainian and i don't i i speak english that's yeah. the only thing i speak <laughs> so um and did your father lose his language yeah yeah the, it wasn't taught uh to him or his brother or his sister and it was uh you know so so a lot of self-reflection in this book so it, it tore me up <laughs> to I'm work sure. on it, it, it in, in a way just to even look at the imagery because mm-hmm. it was all about photography it's all about representation so so it was it was so sad to just pour over those images constantly yeah. And then try and represent and, these people. And in then it. reinterpret them. Yeah. Because you're internalizing it in a different way. Oh, fully. Yeah. And I have to think, well, you know, this this one page where people are, are putting hay into their straw mat, like uh, straw into their mattresses so they can sleep on them in, mm. in, in this uh, Tanforan, which was a emptied out uh, horse racing track. That's where they kept people yeah. before they went to Manzanar, which was the camp they stayed in for years. So and I was like, well, you know, people dressed to dressed for church basically because when they left their houses they didn't know where they're going right so they were dressed ties you know suits oh and it's like this like kind of sad yeah like asynchronous visual well that's exactly what i wanted to here let me let me flip to it to show you what i'm talking about yeah and and so to to really make sure those details are there and make sure it's um oh my god yeah it's because I, I wanted to represent these people, especially, and I had to educate myself. So I spent like a year and a half educating myself yeah. on what the whole event was about, how it was documented, um, what people were involved, you know, because, and, and the biggest thing was not representing people as, representing Japanese Americans as this monolith. Oh, everybody had the same experience. Everybody right. felt this way. So I wanted a variety of faces, expressions, emotions in it. it. It's interesting because as I'm flipping through the pages, like it still feels that, and maybe this is also a, a, a product of the apparel that they had with them. Like they have a, a dignity yeah. still associated with them, which I think yeah. that the Japanese community never lost. Fortunately, it was it was it was paramount. It, it, yeah, they had to, to survival. Yes, and and so so they're like, well, we're in these um, horse stables, or we're in these tar barracks that weren't meant to be lived in for over for past a week, and right. we have to make it look good. We have to make it feel like home. We have to right. decorate it um, so they would get scrap lumber, make furniture. You know, yeah, it it it, it was. So that's a, that's all part of it, and so it was a very complicated book. It, it feels like. At, even at a cursory level, it feels like you know when you will look at imagery of the Dust Bowl, mm-hmm. like but there is still dignity with with everyone that's mm-hmm. that's there because that's their reality. But then they're living within their reality. Yeah. But then when you look at images of the um, the Great Depression, but then the Great Depression you'll see like people that used to be rich that just kind of destroyed, but like they're just like stripped down even mm-hmm. though they're living in that what was a very modern world at the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting dichotomy. Yeah, and 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 one that. Again, it took so much research to, to do it justice. I and bet. had the shorthand when I was actually sketching things out. Um, so yeah, so so in terms of oh sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was <laughs> going to ask like how how many 
uh, people on the team were uh, Japanese of Japanese descent heritage. That, that would be me. That was you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh it's all good. Gotcha. Holding it down. <laughs> Holding it. The whole thing. Down. I mean, <laughs> um, Lydia Ortiz. Um, oh, shout out to Lydia. Yeah, Lydia. I love know, Lydia. We, we love Lydia. We we're, we have no choice but to stand, <laughs> Lydia. <laughs> oh, actually, Lydia. I yo producer Tim. Like we're trying to get Lydia on the podcast. Yeah, get her on the pod. Yeah, we should. Friend of the pod, Lydia. Friend of the pod. She, um, I love Lydia. She was the designer that I, I, I designed um, when I was like uh, drawing, when I was sketching out. I designed this book oh. as well. Um, and she did editorial layouts too. And and she and she went in, made sure you know all the all the um, everything. But the the type was perfect, but but it was a really a, a team effort because oh, there was no way for me to lay out illustrations oh, you and can't. photos you without can't. putting the words into so I had I designed I it you know yeah so, of course w- and then and she really went at the back matter and she made that her her bitch um, amazing and, and she so so it was such a collaborative oh, oh, so effort. she did this um oh this in the back yeah oh the, I the see the back matter yeah so oh, okay so it was it was really uh such a wonderful process with her and and oh my, my editor um Ariel Richardson yeah no and and so yeah just learning so so much about everything on this book and even even like the the machinery of of publishing or children's book publishing and yeah and thinking oh they're like oh we got another star and we've had like five starred reviews for this book and apparently oh wow that's a very big deal and i was like and even my sister's like got five star reviews wow she's like oh cool wow. cool 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 wow. <laughs> no no she she was like that's a really that's a really great because it's like, damn know, jillian tough critic no no she's she's like she's such a supporter and of like course. and then and she knows the process right because she's yeah. been through it and she's like that means so much to get these certain publications yeah. giving you these starred reviews and and for me hopefully in the future it means i have the ability to do what I want because I'm, I've proven myself. Because I, I did one book before this called "You Are Mighty," and it was very much me handing in, um, you know, spot illustrations, working with an incredible author. But yeah. it, it, but this was my my. I'm woven into this book. You know what I mean? I yeah. can't. It, it is so part of your DNA. So personal. Kind of yeah. literally. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 so um, should be like giving them a vial of your blood it's like I, yo put this in the ink seriously it's like it's in here I, I feel like I feel there must be some some sweat or a tear like mixed in with the ink for real so, somewhere in here. so so yeah it's it's been it's been a wild process doing the press for this and 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 confronting those those parts of myself with yeah. with every interview <laughs> um how much more do you have to do on the press tour um we're going to tucson um in march arizona for, yeah for their book festival there so that's the only thing on on the docket right now um but you know i want to talk to you about the book but i, but I wanted to talk to you about like a lot of stuff and oh we've, yeah we've talked no. about a lot of stuff uh, no, no, i think we've checked a couple boxes <laughs> yeah. we're, not, we're not done yet we still have a few we still oh some, yeah hit, hit, me, more hit me hit me um oh yeah well well let's say for the book like what are, what are you working on right now like what's what's getting you stoked right now like are you are you doing something big i feel like after this well one you probably just need like a moment yeah right yeah but what's the next big ambitious thing and also it's kind of dope like if i was your parents <laughs> and like i had a bookshelf like bookshelf from the kids i mean <laughs> you know right, right now my, my i'm you know i'm i only got a couple up in there and jillian's got like a bunch but but you know they are you know my dad um we were on a facetime the other day and he's like i read it <laughs> and i was and he's like i read it and i'm like yeah and he's like yeah and he's like smiling i'm like oh my god oh that's um, nice and yeah. so uh so the next honestly i i had to really screech a lot of stuff to a halt um just some medical stuff happened and and i had to take care of myself that's good and you're right now 
I, you know, on the mend. We're on we're on the road. We're That's on the good. road. Um, but it's been a whole ass thing, and and to to reassess what's important to me and what yeah. I need to be spending my time on. Yeah. I wanted to do that before I got sick, and then now I'm like, whoa, stark remind. Like this is like literally my body is like. It, it tells me what to do. Can it you t- tell us a little bit more? Sure. I mean, I. I what, are you okay, open about it? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I also would love, you know, it's a gynecological thing. It's, it's so I want women to be really cognizant of, you know, when they go to their exam and do their pap smears and stuff, they should be getting a um, pelvic ultrasound. Because, and I mean, you know, I'm in a room with two men here, so there's probably going to be a lot of new terms for y'all right now. But it's uh, because that's the only way to see if there's anything growing uh, mm. over on your ovaries, on your on your uterus. Mm. And that is, and the only time you notice if before, if you don't get those ultrasounds, the, you will notice it when there's something wrong. Mm. And you will notice it a lot of times when it's too late. Interesting. So I... You think it's a function of age as well? Uh... Uh, 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 to get stuff checked out or to uh, well no I think you know, uh, I mean I'm a man who's in his 40s so yeah. I should have to now I have to you know you got the checklist I, I, I have the checklist of <laughs> yeah. things that I should yeah. I need to do yeah absolutely I mean and, and you know like I have to get my colon checked oh yeah but, yeah I did that this year too yeah <laughs> My dad just had colon cancer. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like these things that yeah, when you my, my father when he passed, he mm-hmm. found that he had um, a, a massive uh, um, tumor in his pancreas. Oh. Yeah, it was like, but it just found it too late. It was in his eighties, but like it was just like, a, oh wow, that was that's another thing. That was you know, and and, yeah. and, and it's so hard, especially yeah when you get older and 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 it. And nobody wants to be at the doctor all the time, and nobody wants to be doing these things. They're yeah. not fun things to do. Yeah, especially for your high-performing individual too. You're not really uh, thinking that. Oh well, I well I have ignored like uh, relationships, friendships, everything for my work, because yeah. I was so ambitious, and I had to step back and say, you know, like I said before, I got sick. I was trying to step back, and then when I found this, um, so it ended up being cysts in my ovaries. Oh and my God. Yeah. And I had to have surgery to take that out. And then I was like, you know, I told. I'm uh, glad you're okay. I mean, there's more to the story, unfortunately. Okay. okay. Um, you know, so they, they took him out, and that was September 2nd. And they, they're, and all, they're like, oh, it's probably fine. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. And then when they um, tested one of them, it was cancerous, uh, one of the cysts that they took out. And they're like, but hold up. It's not ovarian cancer, it's thyroid cancer. Because cysts can be, especially in the ovaries, because that's where all the genetic material is. They can be whatever they want. Those, yeah. those any any cells they want. So sometimes they're you know bone cells. Sometimes they're these sorts of cells. Sometimes and sometimes they're thyroid cells. And sometimes those cells get cancer. So mm-hmm. that's what I had. So I I got the my ovaries taken out <laughs> completely. Oh wow. That happened on the nineteenth. And I think I was talking to you and we're like let's let's set it up. Let's set it up. I'm like, can you give me like like give me a couple weeks. Bro. Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I it, was, I was wondering if we'd get into this, but if yeah. you want to talk about it, like, no, I'm, we can, I'm, I'm happy yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and it's if you're, I'm willing to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, and and so, so for me, I tell every woman I know, yeah. because a lot of them don't get pelvic ultrasounds, and I'm like, get a check. Just, just do it. It's a, another thing you can do. Yeah. It's another thing just to put on your on your checklist of you know, women have to do so much, especially when we get into our 40s and our, our late 30s. And it's like, uh, 
yeah. you know, just spreading the word, of Spread, course. spreading the knowledge. And, and I'm happy to do that because, and so, so, you know, without my ovaries, I am like literally going into medical menopause and I'm 39 years old. And, you know, I'm, I, like I said, I've been watching a lot of Golden Girls lately and they're all like in their 50s and 60s. They're like, yo, yo, Rose has menopause. Is that why you look so puffy today? <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> So, so oh it, it's, it's been a wild ass two months. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell I'm you sure. That I'm sure it has. And uh, so and the, with the also with this book coming out that I worked so hard on, it yeah. came out October 25th. So I was like, it's a thing on top of a thing. Ooh, it's it's been it's been really wild. And, um, I, you know, I've told a lot of friends. I've told, you, you know, some people who in the industry, but it's, it's it's kind of wild to be talking to you about it. Yeah. Um, just because. I was like, because if we're going to be talking about my life, I'm like, it's probably going to come up because this has been yeah. my life. You know, it's been my only focus for the past like two months. Totally. It's going to doctor's offices and doing this. So so right now we're talking thyroid, like me and my doctors are like, yeah. oh, what do we do about the thyroid stuff? Next? Like what does, yeah, what does recovery look like right now? Um, recovery is still, well, so recovering from my literal surgery, which is, yeah. you know, like today I was like. How invasive is that? Not, um, to get, not to get into the details, but like, is it laparoscopic or it, is it? Yeah, laparoscopic. Yeah. Both of them were laparoscopic, but it's, it's deceiving because. Yeah. I, only I know these, my terms. These, yeah, you, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's how they, um, when they took up my appendix, that was oh, like Oh, yeah. I, so, and so, yeah, I mean, you, you have some idea of like little tiny cuts, but, you know, you'll be walking and you're like, oh, need to take a sit down. Yeah, <laughs> like, oop, I, yeah, not, yeah, not, not, there not yet. jogging for that one. Nope. No, and, and yeah. I did a little hop across the street today uh, to, you know, get out of the way of a car and I was like, oh. That, that's hey, not hey yeah. body we're, we're chilling oh, how we are you chill like now. laughing though like because like when i got mine i i my, my i felt like my seams were gonna pop yeah i went to a comedy show like a week that i, that I bought <laughs> oh, tickets God, for no. I, well i know it was, the timing was the worst i thought there's ever good timing for anything yeah 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 but i remember going to a comedy show i was like oh god i'm gonna explode no i mean after after Sneezing, the cyst, coughing. yeah after the cystectomy because i think it was well, it was the first surgery i'd gotten since i was five years old i hadn't had surgery for so long so it my muscles for the first one were like ow 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 but i yeah. think because it had only been i think a month yes it was like a hernia almost yeah yeah and and so but after the second one, it, my muscles, I think they were just used to it. So I didn't actually have that hard of a time up That's front. Good. But the recovery has been longer. Just, just you know, my body would be like, you need to take a lay down, girl. Sure. You need, you need to sit your ass down. <laughs> sure, sure. And, and uh, I've never listened to my body so much before all of yeah. this stuff went down. And, and me and her, we're having, you know, our moment. Yeah. You know, and, and, and. And lots of therapy is happening, both physical, mental, everything. And it's the first time I, because I, I would always be like, well, I definitely need therapy, but it's too expensive. Yeah. But I'm going to buy these Dries Van Noten shoes instead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, That's a type of therapy. I mean, it, it is fleeting. Though. Yeah. It is fleeting. That is, oh my God, though. To talk about that particular sickness, whenever I have big moments in life, career, or whatever, either leading up to or as a reward post, Ooh. I will just buy a pair of sneakers. Oh, because you're a sneaker. Yeah, I'm a sneaker. But yeah, but yeah. then it'll be like, oh, like what's the and it becomes the the escalation sure. of the thing. Yep. Or like I'll even get a rush where I was like, I just want to go to Full Locker and just get like a uh what can what deal can I get right now? Yeah. Like I can just get a quick like forty dollar pair of thing just to feel the rush. Yeah. Like every time I get and this is I don't think I've ever said this with with words. I was in my Say head. Say it with words. Yeah, like yeah. whenever I get my Amazon points at the end of the month. 
I would just go like, because Amazon, I was like, you can buy it on Amazon. Yeah. I'll get um, either a pair of sneakers on Amazon. Okay. Which is like a, like just a whatever. Yeah. Just to feel it. Yeah. Or Absolutely. I'll get a transformer. Just to feel it. Oh. Yeah, just so like another have level of rush. So you the sneaker cabinet and you have the transformer cabinet. Is I, this the story? I have a transformer um, shelf, uh-huh. which is actually my TV shelf, my media shelf. Beauty. That um, now is a bit busy. Um, mm-hmm. And um, um, and Ali, we we're having a conversation about what's the next <laughs> move for my new friend. This is the fiance. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, um, listen to that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. As, as a, a partner to a... I also got married September um, Congratu- <laughs> 28th. Oh, congratulations. Oh, 23rd. 28th was oh my, my follow up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, and is I, that public? What, being married? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I posted, uh, posted like one thing. Okay. Because I'm not, you know, I'm not, people can do whatever they want. We went to City Hall and, and we did the thing and, and, and it, was, it was amazing. I, I got, uh, you know, I worked on for months on that outfit, getting getting it correct, <laughs> of course. You know, so we got yeah. the Dries Van Oten coat, we got the Simone Rocha bra, we got oh the Giacomo's pants. Um, uh, where was I going with that? Married. Oh yeah, lots glamour. of stuff. Glamour. <laughs> glamour. It all comes back Star to Star Trek. You know, it all comes back to glamour. It all comes back to like this this idea of of uh, I I don't feel especially like like and tied up in a boat, getting sick. Uh, getting older, yeah. uh, getting more established in my career, I, I feel less and less the need to to do to to kowtow, to to, to do anything anybody wants of me that I don't want to do. Yeah. It's it's freeing. Yes. Getting older is so freeing. I don't know if you find this, but yes. yeah. Well, absolutely yes. Um I think it's like you just said, like the not you feeling not the need to kowtow, but also um, you feel very settled within yourself, yeah. and also, um, I mean, look, I'm still very much a workaholic, and I do things that I that are like you know non-essentials. Like this, this podcast is a, <laughs> it's a non-essential. It's like a an exercise yeah. in non-essential, but so yeah. important to my personal mental yeah. health. Yeah. Right. Um, but I I feel now that like not people can't really tell me shit. <laughs> That's the thing, you know. Yeah, and and, and as uh, I don't know, you yeah. know, what not you to say I'm a, col- a collaborator, but you just can't. Yeah. No, no, to- no. You become a better collaborator when you know how to stand yeah. up for yourself and exactly and and what your point of view is. And uh, where was I going with this? Uh, growth. Growth. Yeah. 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 And and the idea of uh, expansiveness yeah. has actually been a big piece for me through through getting sick. Um, getting older, um, yeah. coming to terms with a lot of stuff, uh, it's not so interior anymore, and and yeah, yeah. anxiety is keeps you in, inside yourself, and, and and you and you're looking out, and you're like, how am I? What am I saying that will make this person feel this way? Yeah, or make this person feel this way, and do do you feel like you've released in some way? <sighs> like it's been like, has it in yeah. an odd way been cathartic? Yeah, I I I can't imagine myself not having gone through this yeah. because of what I've learned in such a short amount of time. And I know it's like wavy gravy over we're good. Like we're, we're no, no we're in, in New York. We're not in California. We can't talk like this. Yeah, <laughs> but no, but you, you, need, you need trauma to grow. Oh my God. Oh, that's a thing. Like there's no easy way to grow, you know, like because we will stay in, in um, as my, my therapist, homeostasis. She's Polish. She's yeah. amazing. We'll stay in homeostasis for as long because it's so comfortable. But when we're forced out of these things through death, through death, you know, family or yeah. whatever, um, a big move, a big, you know, shift, yeah. it's, 
it's the only way to grow and it's painful. It's painful. And it hurts. But it's hard won, it's hard fought and you and if you expand instead of retract. Yeah. It's everything. That's true. Yeah. But for me this summer, so I don't think I've talked about it public on the podcast. Mm. I posted on Instagram. So my, my father passed this year. Mm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Like my father passed uh Ricardo, Rick, and he was an architect. I love my dad. He was about mm. to he was right before his eighty third birthday. So he was, you know, he had some really good years mm-hmm. in him, you know, lived the life. Um, but when he passed, it was a bit sudden mm. and it was after a fall and a lot of times oh. falls will, you know, they'll take out an, an elder person. Like that's, um, I have a few friends that have told me like, that's the signal, right? Uh, when they fall, that's like that yeah. after that, it's like kind of dominoes for a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And, um, he passed very quickly after the fall. Mm. And I remember. I was in the middle of the throes of a pitch at work. Yeah. Yeah. So like and work never stops. And I was like right up. I was like um, T minus 72 hours before this massive pitch is the pitch of my life. Mm -hmm. Right. And I really was thinking about it that way. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of pitches are I'm just like, okay, this is whatever or not whatever. But this is I can compartmentalize this. But this one was like, no, this is like all of me right now. Yeah. Uh, And then my mom calls me on a Friday after my dad's in the hospital on a Tuesday, Mm -hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, and he's been in in and out of hospitals for a minute, mm. uh, where it's almost normal that he was in a hospital. Where are they? Uh, New Jersey. Oh, they're in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah South Orange. Yeah. And um, my mom calls me on a Friday. My sister texts me. She's like, "Hey, dad's in the hospital." I'm like, "Okay, well, mm. check, check, check." Like, we're we're all know where he is. Mom calls me on, a t- on a Friday. She's like, "Hey, Rich, you got to come to New Jersey mm. today because I'm in Brooklyn. You got to come to New Jersey today because he might die today." <sighs> and I was like, "Oh God." Uh, okay, so I shut everything down. Like I hadn't really felt this before, because I'd felt moments where he might, where this this could come. Like mm-hmm. he had COVID, like OG COVID. Oh. Um, and my dad's been on a he was on a respirator for ten years of his life. So I'm thinking like, oh, this is the sign. Wow. But and he was hospitalized for a week, but then he somehow comes through. So this time it felt real, real, real. Yeah. Um, and then um, I shut everything down, and I'm still, still taking work calls from like the from the parking lot of the hospital. I'm just like that guy, mm-hmm. um, but you know, take the the $200 Uber from from Brooklyn to New Jersey to St. Barnabas in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the amazing staff at St. Barnabas. Mm. And then um, I'm still in the throes of this pitch. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking oh. like I'm I'm still on calls at like 11 p.m. I was like, okay, so what happened today? Because you never know when you're in that flow. Um, a day could go by and the whole thing changes. Yeah. Right? Because I'm still in my mind, like, I'm going to be in the pitch. I'm going to do the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be in the room. It's a coping mechanism. It's, it's a yeah. co- and also, it's a distraction mechanism. Yeah. So, uh, that night, I'm in it. I'm like, okay, I just get a quick um, um, overview of what just happened with, like, you know, a couple of leaders also that are working on it. That's Saturday morning. Um, and he, so he lives that, that day. He's alive mm-hmm. on Friday. The Saturday morning... I'm in another work call in the in first thing in the morning. It's like, what's going to happen? Like T minus like 48 hours, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on the call. I'm about to break down on the call because I'm in a hotel yeah. like five minutes away from the hospital. I'm just yeah. like, holy shit. Like, I can do this. I can do this. Uh, and then I get a call from my CCO. I'm very grateful. He tells me, hey, you don't have to do this. <laughs> so he yeah. he emotionally tells me I can, st- I can. You need that permission. I can take a step back. Yeah. Because I won't give myself the permission. No. Yep. Yep. Because I'm the guy. And you might might be the same way. I'm the guy that won't give myself the permission. You you, you will power through anything. I'll power yeah. through anything. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll I will be a wrecking ball. Yes. Yes. So he tells me like, hey, you don't have to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank God. And then I cry for an hour. Yep. Yep. Right. And then I just go to the hospital. I spend the next two days with my dad. 
<sighs> and I can I tell him everything I want to tell him. Oh my god! And I'm just like, hey, thank you. I love you. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for being the best dad ever. Oh man! Fuck, this is hard. Um, and then yeah, and then he he passes away on a Sunday. He passes away that Sunday, and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm so grateful that I gave myself the time. Yeah. With my dad. Yeah. Or, That's incredible. Yeah, because otherwise I just would have been that asshole, that where I would have been. Because in my head, I'm thinking like, well, you'll get through this. He survived yesterday, you know, sometimes but hours, during the days. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it, it all it all played out the way it, it had to and, yeah. and, 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 and the way it was yeah. supposed to. And mm. and think like, thank you, yeah. you know, like because the thing about going through stuff like that yeah. is that you you can touch more people. Yeah, I'm sorry it, that was a long story. No, no, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad to, to hear you say it. And yeah, and and. So you can you can access stuff to give to people who have gone through something hard now. Yeah, that's right. the gift. Same thing for you too. Yeah, yeah, that's the gift of this sort of thing. And so you're you're less inside and more outside. Right? Yeah, expansiveness, expansiveness. Totally. It's like this this thing I keep coming back to, and maybe I don't know. And I think grief, the kind of grief that I'm going through, is different than the grief that you are are obviously still going through, right? You, well, this just happens, like. Yeah. You know, I, well, I think you know everything we're talking about like i i my processing and my my working through it has been healthier yeah because i am more external about it yes and i am yes. vocalizing it in order to help me process it it's the only way it's we're, the only way we're, we're we're social creatures we we need to talk to we need to have the dialogue yeah with people about it and and i think a lot of men and a lot of you know it, maybe it's like the older generation or something, but I, yeah. maybe even men of our generation, they keep it inside because it's more manly, it's more masculine. Quote, 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 quote. Right. It's not. It is. And that was my dad. It's, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's this. It's strength to, to, to touch people, reach people, and to share this. Yeah. And 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 it's you know I'm gonna work on my dad. Like I said, he had colon cancer, and I'm like, hey, cancer buddy, let's talk about it. <laughs> you know, like oh, I want to wow, talk to you about that's this. So interesting. So I want yeah. because because he had it right at the beginning of the pandemic and I wasn't able to go like yeah. home because it was like New York was so hit at that time and like but so and I didn't know how to talk to him about it but I'm gonna yeah. sit down and be like you you can't get away from me I've, yeah. been, I've been through it we know yeah yeah we're, yeah we're in this together yeah exactly so so and so that's another gift you know like instead of getting mad even though I get mad sometimes I'm I'm thinking about like where am I going from here mm -hmm. with all of it and in my work too yeah. You know, um, like writing more and just like tapping into that side of myself. It's yeah, I'm I used to be scared that nobody would care what I have to say. Uh -huh. But who, who, who the fuck cares about who, that? Who fucking cares now? Who fucking cares? After what you've gone through. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. It's like after what you've gone through. Yeah. And after when my dad passed, I was just yeah. like, I felt I felt the worst ever. Yeah. Like, how could anything else it, that happens now related to work? Yeah make me feel as bad as this yeah like i that's that's the liberation part absolutely that was the freeing part for me absolutely and and what you know what people think or what people care you're like who fucking who, cares who fucking cares who cares like and 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 like into more so to the voices in my head who cares what you have to say the the insecurities the the feeling like you're not good enough like this right like little sister thing who cares man yeah. life is so short you don't even know how short it's going to be so you, really yeah really yeah so so and Everyone gets a turn too. Oh, 
Yeah. It's brutal. Oof. I feel like it's it's the um it's those who maybe fortunately or unfortunately who haven't had an opportunity to experience and process. Yeah. Then it, everything just gets a little bit too precious. I'm I'm just really happy to be not as precious about things. Hundred percent. And and there's no way to know until you know. Yeah. You know, and so uh, and uh, that's another piece of it is like I don't blame anyone for not knowing how to talk to me about it. I don't blame anybody um, for for not reaching out to me. You know, like after I've told them what happened because they're just doing their thing. They're coming to it in their own time. Yeah. And and but but the people. I mean, you said shout out to the hospital staff and, and yeah. like like yeah, the oncologists that I've worked with, nurses, everybody, everybody from my immigration lawyer who's like, I'll extend your like well, let's work on extending your visa. Because I was supposed to go home in November. I was supposed to be in, back in Toronto yeah. right now, but I stayed to, so I could get treatment. And uh, Are the doctors better out here? Um, well, it's just that I had been with this one oncologist who, who, did, mm. who did my sis removal. And then I was like, well, I, I don't even change hairdressers, baby. Like, I, like I'm, I'm <laughs> going stick to stick with this lady who knows what she's doing and yeah. has already operated on me. And like, of so, course, right, right. And, you know, you know. Ben has really good insurance, so <laughs> so no. Not shout out to the husband. Shout out, oh, shout out to Ben. Love, shout out to love the you. new husband, Ben. Love, love you, baby. <laughs> like, like, b- uh, b- 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 he really b- 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 bivins my bobbin, you know. He really b- <laughs> really bivins your bobbin. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh my god. Like we really. Yeah. Oh no. So so is this a therapy? Do do I? charge you for the therapy do you, do you charge yeah, I feel me like for I the therapy char- charge you for you, the therapy okay okay yeah okay let's yeah, okay okay we'll, we'll sort it out um <sighs> wait um i don't know if you take my hmo though uh, or is it work the other way around do i take you know, your hmo I've we'll talk idea. we'll talk I'll, I'll send you the link to the portal that you have to <laughs> log into and uh we'll work it out oh my god <laughs> <sighs> i love it lauren demons this has Angels. been great yes this has been such a wonderful conversation yeah i've had a shit ton of fun I yeah. feel like I've the last time I saw you physically IRL or even talked to you on the phone was like probably three years ago. Yeah. But I feel like I've talked to you for a million years. Well, hey, you know, anytime, anytime. Hell yeah. I'm 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 here, baby. I'm I'm just. We I'm should just go follow a, up to this. Oh hell yeah yeah. I mean it's it it was so amazing to talk to you about this. It, it's it's actually it it's it was so much more than I could imagine. It oh, been, likewise. So, thank so you thank so much. You. Yeah. All right. Lauren, could you just tell everyone how they can find you? The new book, Seen and Unseen, also. Let's put it all out there. Yeah, Seen and Unseen, out through Chronicle in Canada and the U.S. Uh, so, And it is for ages, technically 10 to 14, but it's for anybody. It's for everybody. Uh, and it's a beautiful, hardcover presentation on this book. It is absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, I worked really hard on this and my team and at, at Chronicle. And so I'm at Lauren Tamaki on Instagram. Um, website's just at laurentamaki.com. Um, just going to be working a lot um, on books. And, and so that's the stuff I'm interested in. So if you got an idea, holler at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I really, I, I'm finding the books to be just kind of the way forward for me for a lot of stuff. So I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So that was a really emotional episode, um, I think, for a couple of different reasons. Thanks so much for Lauren uh, Tamaki for coming through. Uh, that was that was one of the best conversations I think I've had in not just a long time this season, but maybe ever. So I'm really grateful for her and also grateful for all of you for coming through, checking out. And also check out her new book, Seen and Unseen, um, which is um, a book, an illustrated book that also um, it it sh- uh, shines a light on the uh, Japanese incarceration of World War II. So, um, yeah, check it all out. 
That said, going to come with the energy. You can find the First Generation Burton podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast content. You know, listener, this is going to be the version that goes in here. A lot of times I'll just speed right through this. But because of this episode, I'm just going to I'm going to do this because, you know, what, I'm going to feel good about myself and my life. So you can find the First Gen Burton podcast episode on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast content. Please rate us and drop a review. It helps the algorithm. Go to firstgenburton.com for all the episodes. On Instagram, we're at firstgenburden.com, and you can find me, your host, at rich underscore to you on most social media platforms. Thanks to Timothy Simonson for production. Shout out to Gym Class Heroes. Thanks to the Desgen team for their support. Thank you to Eugenia Mello, our amazing fucking illustrator who did our cover art. She's great. Um, thanks to you, the listener. We drop new episodes on Mondays. New one coming next week. Be safe, everyone. Bye. Hear the honor God, never made the honor roll. Switching through these lanes, I've been on the road. I've been doing shows.